Hello, welcome to my podcast, I'm a Mum Fix My Life. I'm Antonia Jones. I'm joined today by a special mum we will call Kay as she wants to remain anonymous. Kay is going to share her real life story with us, which tells a tale about her journey as an Asian mother after finding out the wonderful news that she was expecting her first child who is of mixed heritage. So tell us more about the time leading up to you finding out that you were pregnant. Oh, right. So where do I start? Okay, so the background would probably be, if I worked it out, actually, it was one of my best friend's weddings that had Mm. finished. um, And then it would have meant I fell pregnant a few weeks after that. So that was fine. You know, everything was going. But after that, I'd actually had a holiday booked. So I'd gone away on holiday. I'd done the whole thing. So so at this point, I'm pregnant, had no clue. I'd been on flights. I'd been, whilst on holidays, I had completely went drinking um, to the point where I, there were very drunk nights. <laughs> went off to Spain. There was also in, inside the hotel, there was a, a spa retreat. So did the whole thing, did, did the steam room, did the saunas, did the whatever other little treatments that they had done all of that as well and for anyone that knows all of that is actually a no-no yes but obviously you didn't know so it's just one of those things you just carry on as normal and pregnancy is not an illness and there's such a stigma with it at times you know you've got people who are mums who are still running and still exercising so you would never have known so you just carry Mm -hmm. on as normal yeah well this is it um it was funny because then afterwards I sort of spoke to one of my friends and she went well she went, well now it makes sense of why you're so tired all the time and I was like oh thanks <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> but it was it wasn't like the fact that we were having like continuous cocktails and drinks and whatever else how soon after I know you said your, your friend mentioned that you were tired all of the time but since the timeline from the holiday to actually yeah taking the pregnancy so test when I went to the doctors they went right you fell pregnant around late July so we're looking at like the last week in July however during that time I had my period at the end of July going into August then I had my August one and then I went in went back onto the pill mm-hmm. um I went back onto the pill was because when they give you the pill I'd actually turn around done the test and everything it will come back negative oh that's interesting. And so, right yeah so they were just like right okay yeah here you go here's the pill fine so it was a continuate the continuous pill um or you have like the no break in between it so obviously now if I you know naturally if you're pregnant firstly you you wouldn't be having your periods secondly even if you were having your periods because I know with some pregnancies you can mm-hmm. uh, it would still highlight that you're pregnant yes pregnant. Yeah, yes definitely it would do but there, there, yeah. there are special cases, though. So um, as, as you say, there's some women who um, do not know that they're pregnant until they're actually giving birth. Um, some yeah. women do not show um, the babies are growing mainly um, not around the front area, but towards the back area of their body. Yeah. So it's, it's not very visible. Um, and as I said, they continue with life as normal. So um, it is hard to tell. Yeah. So what had happened is that I went through quite a stressful time around October and eventually I just really realised like, well, no longer on the pill. I know it's stressful, but my body doesn't really react like that. So, and and then I started getting like these really bad stomach, stomach cramps. And uh, previously I, I, I had miscarriage and it was like, it was a very similar feeling. 
And I went, this isn't normal. So I was like, let me check. So one morning I just, I just built up the courage and I just went, right, just, just check it. Anyway, so I'd done one and it was like, oh yeah, um, pregnant. I was like, okay. I just carried on with my day. I just went back to, I just went off to work. Didn't react. Just put in my bag, threw it out when I needed to. Got into work. I told one of my colleagues, I was like, I just did a test. It told me I was pregnant. They were like, do you need to go to the doctors? Do, do, do you need anything? And I'm like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> you just took it in your stride. <laughs> you put it in the bag and carried on with the state. Was that shock, a state of shock? Because you thought, right, let me just put the test in my bag and just carry on with my normal day. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I just sort of go, right, okay, this is the situation, right. I, I'll deal with it once my mind's decided to process. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so yeah, and I just I just done it, and then you know again my colleague just went right go go pharmacy go try and get the one that tells you how many how far you are. Yeah, I said all right, done that. Again, it come back positive. It just went, and as you see on the page, it just said three plus weeks. Yeah, so then I was like, okay, fine. So I eventually then decided to you know book in the appointments and try find out. So I did it the you know the usual way of trying to go to the doctors. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to find out from them and they went well look it's all positive but we can't tell you exactly how far you are I'm like all right great no, that must have been really frustrating because they, they can't actually they just have the the urine sample and obviously yeah. showing signs as well you talk about your you know the loss that you had your period and from there um it's only when you have a scan which I'm sure you're going to tell us more about um yeah that's when you, you obviously found out about how far gone you were in your pregnancy well yeah so they just went right they were like okay they'll like, go to one of the clinics find out X, Y, and Z, I was like, fine. Um, when tried to call a couple of the clinics, unfortunately, majority of the clinics out there will only see you if you're looking to abort the baby. Mm. So it become really difficult. So then what I actually had to do was actually act like I wanted to abort the baby without even knowing how far gone I was. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I'll booked in and I ended up going to one of the uh, centres in Stratford. Just homing in on the fact that you wanted to have um, some information about how far gone you were and then you had to go and um, kind of pose as wanting to have an abortion so that that facility is not there because um, I know that you mm. have to have a, at your scan that is when you can find out your expected um, delivery date and also um, an idea of how far gone you are so I wasn't aware of that but that's kind of good to know um, it's for obviously the listeners to kind of research we can see if we can find any more so then you've gone into this this clinic um in east london and um you're you've obviously had your consultation and yeah. you're sitting there you've they've got out that very cold gel i'm just recalling the experience <laughs> of your stomach <laughs> and then put this the ultrasound that's right isn't it <laughs> yeah and then you hear a heartbeat and you hear such a, a, a loud kind of thumping sound, don't you? At that point, you were obviously, you may have felt concerned because at that point, you, you want to make sure the baby is well. So when you were told how far you were gone, tell us about how that felt. Well, they sort of went right. They were like, well, because we don't know exactly when 
baby was conceived they were like well it seems like you know you're you're over I think I think 13 and it was 13 weeks and six days or something like that wow. that must have been and just, <laughs> yeah and I just went uh, okay <laughs> you went into your usual um kind of hmm, okay and then that sort of that sort of thing kicks in where you're like I've got something little with me like okay um, I didn't know you were there, but hi. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of a surreal kind of moment, isn't it? You just yeah. feel that this, the baby's just grow and evolve into a, a person. Then I know you, you touched on being in this particular clinic and this is where most expectant mothers go along who um, would like to consider having an abortion. But did that ever yeah. run through your mind at any point? In my mind, I did go, you know what, if I'm under a certain amount of weeks, I would because, I, you know, I wasn't with baby's dad anymore. And it wasn't anything, I guess it wasn't that serious for me to sort of consider. But also at that time, the person that I initially thought whose baby it was going to be, me and him had broken up due to the fact that he didn't want no more kids and he'd already had kids. So my thing was, well, you know, if I am only let's say four weeks five weeks it wouldn't really be anything so I went in there with going right from four weeks you know what it's fine like I, I you know I've had these pains I've had whatever you know I guess in a way it was really bad to sort of say but a part of you sort of feel part of me sort of felt like well you know what my previous pregnancies hadn't lasted why would this one be any different mm, okay um, I understand because so, of what you had experienced before um, yeah so with the, your past experience, how, how long ago was that in comparison? I was quite young. Um, well, I'll say I was quite young, probably not as young as some of the pregnancies that happen now. Um, but I was uh, 16 for one of them. But yeah, about mm-hmm. 16 for one. And um, I was 20, 21 for the other one. So that's um, very kind of fresh because like six years, well, five years later, like a, a gap in between. So I can understand the kind of feelings that you would have experienced um, on two occasions. Were you far gone when you um, suffered the loss of your your two children? No, I wasn't. And this is why I sort of thought, oh, OK, yeah, no, it can't be like, you know, because, uh, again, knowing only the fact that it was three plus weeks from that test, I think my thing was, well, you know what, like I've I've usually lasted around about six weeks, roughly around those sort of duration. So I think a part of me was like, well, you know, let's, let's just say this is it, you know, um, especially because I guess in a way, unfortunately, in a way, um, you sort of, I guess, I think it's a really bad thing that I think some females do to themselves. Like, and I know some males do it to them as well. Like, where you know they've been with a partner, it's been unprotected, and they just go, "Well, you know what? It's never happened. I'm just, I'm just not made to have kids." Yeah. Um, and I think being in that mindset because of the fact of the two previous miscarriages, I just thought, no, like that's not something that's meant to happen in my life. Yeah, it's just obviously you you found out you were 13 weeks gone and you also mentioned you you wasn't with the father. 
and mm. then sh- sharing the news is it should be a happy time when when you're expecting and happy occasion for everyone from the father to your parents to your friends um and it can yeah. be a shock because um it's just like wow as you say there's a human I felt the same way how soon after did you um tell um the father of your your child now and your parents like what what was that like so okay so it was really weird because actually when I was sort of in the clinic I'd sort of seen these like the couples in hindsight it was just all couples in there and it's a very off feeling being the single person in there as it is and then to sort of find that news out and then walk out um one of my best friends was actually around the area and just went when you're done give me a call come see me and uh I literally just sort of I just I just sent her the picture of the scan she was just texting me throughout it and just going is it okay do you would it be better if I just come come there with you and all the rest of it and I was like look it's fine like and then, you know, and then she, the she just sort of said to me she was like what do you want to do she was like are you like what where where are you where are you thinking about it and I just went you know what I went even though it's not the best situation I went I just have to I have to deal with what comes my way I was like I'm not a child anymore I was like so it's not a thing of it being you know, a child having a child. I was like, I'm an adult. Um, yeah. I'm working, doing this, I'm doing that with my life. It's not the fact that I don't know how to handle children or how to or how to be this way and that way. I went, I've I've grown up being told, you know, you've got a motherly intuition about your about you. So you know what, like in that sense, do what do what you know which right sort of thing. Um and again, I guess and then the other side is as well like I said I was like I felt like I couldn't have children so in my sort of heart it was like well you don't know when your next opportunity is going to be to have a child most and most women do feel like that if they've suffered loss some some women have a child soon after um and some may not so for, for you this was another opportunity so the different emotions you felt you said you considered abortion you can you were quite um kind of relax about the situation um you weren't mm-hmm. with the father but when you approached him to tell him um how mm-hmm. did he take it he uh the reason me and him more or less didn't work out was because actually in the long run he showed a lot of uh attributes of a narcissist okay. so i managed to sort of get out of that really quickly what was great i can't say the same about his the, the, the mother of his children who for some reason, continues going back there. When you talk about narcissism, would you say that um, the individual was um, controlling? Was there emotional abuse? Was there physical abuse? He, oh, well, okay, well, let me say this. At, at this stage, I thought it was this particular person. Then later down the line, I found it was someone else because as you're aware through the post, that I'd actually then found out that I was further along than expected. Yes. Um. So with this first guy anyway, so when I told him, and the reason I say that is because um, he was quite narcissistic in the terms of, yeah, with, with he was very much about, you're lucky to have ever been with me. Oh, wow. You, you know, yeah. Um, you know, uh, when I told him at first, he was the most loveliest guy ever like you know what don't worry about it we'll get through this come see me let you know let's talk about this let's see the options let's do whatever yeah, he was initially the person that I thought it was when yeah. I 
burns out and anyway so he sort of reacted this way um and this is again just sort of giving a bit more like background to actually how everything ended up and all the sort of emotions I went through with it and he sort of so yeah so at first he was like look he was like uh he then come he was then saying about how he was getting back with his ex-partner and you know she was already the mother of his kids and blah 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 blah. fine whatever they they were going for their own little thing um but then in the end he just went look he went I'll give you a baby later on but I don't want you to have this one. Oh no that must have been heartbreaking well yeah and this is the thing it was very much like you're not taking consideration what I've gone through and I've just sat here and explained it all to you um fast forward all, all you know all the niceness and whatever else um he then turned around and went right um he's like i've spoken to females and they've said you know what in this little situation you know the, without a doubt i'll just abort the baby he was like so why don't you just abort the baby i was like so how about we don't even take it there and i don't really care what their opinion is when you found out he wasn't the father of of your child what made you is it because you realised that soon after, due to the, having the, the test and the, the ultrasound, you realised at this point, actually, he's not the father. So then you started to think um, a bit further on down the line. Um, and mm-hmm. then you obviously approached the the father of your child now. Um, how did he mm-hmm. take the whole experience? Well, it just... just if I just touch briefly on on how the reaction was so where I was saying he, he was that the, the previous partner was quite nice and then he turned around and and the reason that like the whole narcissism had sort of kicked in he then turned around and sort of a couple of days later went right we just need to deal with it now um and he, I I'd received I think if you saw the post there was a, I think I put the post there ended up calling um, and that was basically him basically going, right, if you don't sort it out, I'm just going to come sort it out for you. And what did he mean by sorting it out? Well, because he wanted me to abort the baby. Wow. After um, being so um, kind of accommodating so loving. and loving. Yeah. Um, and I did see the post. I did see um, the number of calls you'd received minute after minute. There were multiple calls. Um, yeah. And for him to actually say that to you, you must have been very, like, scared at that point. It was, it was very, very daunting because, again, like, you're thinking, right, he's dropped me home before, he knows where I live, what what do I do? Um, you know, and I, I, again, I had very supportive friends um, and I can't put it past him um it got to the point where i was switching off my phone and if you think of of well anyone in in this day and age like how 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 often do you switch off your phone how often do you do any of that so it it then become a point of you know my sister in my home going up well what are you okay like why is your phone off i was like i just can't deal with like phone calls coming in at the moment because again at this point no um, yeah, and at that point, you're, um, you hadn't told your your parents at this point, is that no. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No one knew at this point. You, um, at home. you have been living at home throughout the, the whole um, of, of your pregnancy as well, um, just yeah. to clarify that. So um, what stopped the calls, um, him calling you? Uh, did- I... I sent him a text going, listen, like, you're really, like, getting to me now, basically. And you've um, got me to the point where I'm going to have to report you for, for basically harassing me and sort of being quite 
quite altogether I went because you're scaring me with what you're sort of saying to me and he was very careful with it because he wouldn't he wouldn't text say the the threatening things he would call me and say it um and make me feel quite uneasy about it um so again he he was very aware of of how to do I guess the manipulation yeah and also also um, knowing um what is borderline of being um threatening towards somebody and not so that's yeah. quite sounds um kind of calculated i'm i'm not speaking on um against him because obviously he he's not here to kind of clarify um his behavior but um that that form where someone is constantly ringing somebody and causing someone to feel threatened um that is a, a form of harassment as well and um that the law um does not take things lightly in that respects um so i'm mm-hmm. glad that you were really assertive I've actually got the screenshots of the messages as well uh, that were coming through because, again, if it ever did go out, get out of hand, then I know what I had to do. He used to say, he was saying things like to me, oh, um, well, any kid that's got my DNA isn't going to be away from me. So just know, you know, if you do end up going and having the baby, the baby's going to like gonna come back to me. And I'm like, well, you can't say that. And he was like, I'll just take the baby, blah, 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 and he'll be raised with me and stuff like that. It was, it was really bad. Um, so that so, was yeah, so, you able to kind of stop that and put that to an end. So yeah. it's just surprising that it, it came to an end and he stopped. So then you've turned now and approach the um, father of your child. Um, yeah. And how did he take the news? Well, what had happened is uh, I... Uh, a couple of weeks later, I'd then ended up going for the uh, gestational scan. Well, initially it was meant to be done at five months, but they'd sent me for a gestational scan because I didn't know how far gone I was. Um, so they were like, yep, right. Uh, and at this point, I should have been, I think, about 18 weeks, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, or some somewhere around those sort of numbers, um, and ended, ended up being... 20 weeks and I think four days or something wow. and I went, I went so now I'm like right I know who it is um so I've given him a call and I've just said like well I've messaged him actually and I've just gone look um I really need to talk to you um I've gone for a scan I'm over five months this is where it stands anyway eventually uh I called him because he was like, look, just phone me. I said, all right, fine, phoned him. And his reaction was like, look, he went, let's be honest, like it wasn't anything big to, between us. And I went, yep, oh, that's true. I went, it was just like one night. And however, and he was like, yeah, he was like, but we've been speaking throughout this whole time. And, you know, you've never brought up the fact that you're pregnant. I went, well, I didn't know majority of the time. So again, I sort of broke down to him, like, you know, I had my periods, I had this, I had that. There was no sort of signs. Um, I didn't have no morning sickness, this this was all it is and his reaction was basically like look I don't want a kid so how about you just find a private clinic and I'll pay for it get it bought with now and I went I'm five months in and and five and months in is not it's not possible to even go down that that road and did he ask you had you considered this what do you want rather than him actually saying this is how I feel were you given that opportunity to tell him how you felt he would sort of listen to it, but it would always come back to, well, this isn't what, you know, I've asked for. I'm, 
you know, I'm pregnant. It's whatever, whatever's happened, happened. Like we can't yeah. help what's happened. Um, and he just went, well, I didn't ask for it. And I went, that's fine. I was like, I get that one. But just know that even at this stage, even if they did accept me having an abortion, I went, the fact that they would surgically have to remove the baby or put, or basically induce me and make me have the baby and give birth to a stillborn, I went, I will not do that. I went, because if anyhow they do one little tiny wrong stitch with sorting my room back out because it's not meant to be done in that time. I went, that means that it's stopping all chances of me having children again. Oh, and there's no ifs or buts about it. I went, but if that's the way you're going to be, then that's the way you're going to be. And he was like, yeah, he was like, don't get in contact with me about it again. You haven't spoken to him since that moment, um, obviously, up until that point due to giving birth. Um, so was it was it like radio silence for that whole time? It, it, yeah, it was. Didn't hear nothing. It got to the point where he'd uh, blocked and deleted me off of everything. Um, so, you know, you're talking about all, all social media grounds from your Snapchat, your Instagram. Funnily enough, he didn't block me off of uh, WhatsApp but what he did do, he'd obviously delete my number so I couldn't see, like, if he changed pictures or if he put statuses yeah. up and stuff. It was fine. It was fine by me because I just thought, you know what, like, you've basically told me this is the way it's going to be. And yeah. I've left it there. So uh, turning, turning to your family um, now. So you've spoken to the, um, the father and um, you've decided, I'm going to go this alone. And now you've got to go home and face your family. Um how was that whole experience for you? As you have mentioned in your post that your child, um, your bundle of joy is of mixed heritage. So you talk about your experiences within your culture and um, what it means to have a child out of wedlock. Um, It's usually frowned upon. So what was that like to try and tell your family like, I can't imagine how you would have felt. Were you nervous, all the different emotions? It was a, an interesting situation when I put it all together. Um, so what, also my eldest, my eldest sibling had basically said to me, come over, um, my sister, she said, come over, like, you know, just come over for, for a night or so. Like, we haven't really spent any time together. And reason being is because I'd been on holiday, we'd come back, gone through a stressful situation, I then went back to working and I did 12 hour shifts, but I didn't work close to home. So technically I was only home for about nine hours every day. Then I was back out. So she was like, you know, no one's really got time to see you, blah, blah, blah. So I went over and I went and I just sat down and I went, I was like, I've got something to tell you. And she went, what is it? She went, don't tell me. I went, what? (laughs) You're pregnant, aren't you? I went, yeah. She She went, Sure, that's the only time you're going to turn all serious with me. She went, so I knew. Well, that's kind of like a sigh of relief that um, she kind of knew beforehand. So. It was as soon as I said that phrase to her. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was great. Um, and then, you know, so we sort of spoke about everything, how things had been and whatever. She was like, right, she wouldn't have you told, you know, the rest of the rest of our sisters. And I was like, nope. She went right. She went. Let's, let's, she was like, let's let's take all the sisters first, and then you know we'll we'll go go on with uh, how we're going to tell mum. And I said, all right, great. So how many sisters um, um, do you have? 
I have three. I oh, have three. Okay. I was wondering how many you have to go through because you have two different reactions after the first reaction. So that's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <Mom>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then yes, I called one of my, and I, well, this is where it even got a little bit more tricky because the second sister is married and unfortunately she has tried for the last few years to fall pregnant and she hasn't been able to fall pregnant. So mm -hmm. it then becomes uh, a bit more like, oh, I don't want to upset her. Um, I don't know how she's going to react. I don't know, you know, and all those sort of things. Because then I guess in a sense, the protective side also kicks in of you don't want to hurt them with the yeah. fact that they haven't fallen pregnant. Um, so that's basically what I was going through. She, and so my eldest just went, look, it's fine. You know, it needs to be done. And we'll see what the reaction is and we'll go from there. I said, okay. Um, anyway, so I told her and she went, she was like, well, are you sure you want to keep the baby? I was like, well, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to get rid of it now. Like, I was like, I'm so like far in. Oh, and sorry. So at this point, I hadn't gone through the gestational scan. So it was in between this time. So at this point, I was still in, in my eyes, I was just about coming up to four months yeah uh they were just like well you know and the thing is up until that point you still can have an abortion now you can have an abortion at four months um but it would be that you would have to either deliver a stillborn or they'll do like a c-section sort of thing yeah okay um so that's what so that's where, where it was like are you sure you don't want to you know not have this baby because you know as you've said the like you know you're not going to have no sort of like family atmosphere for for you know the baby whenever they're here i i can understand where you're coming from and also the feelings of your sister but then you you would have got to that stage um speaking to you where you would have felt actually this is the life of my child that i'm considering and my child didn't ask to be born and um yeah. i'm going to um like make that decision and and not think about what anybody else says um it there but then it, it it got we ended up being on the phone with her for so long to the point that it then her thought process went well the babies of similar heritage of me and my husband so would you ever consider just letting us adopt him or her and i was like uh, i was like i was like uh, how about we end the conversation here now Oh, wow. That's a kind of different, different kind of take on things as well, because your decision had been made. It was about yeah. your your journey. And then anyway, so then the phone call happened with the third sister and she was like, well, you, she was with her partner and they were like, OK, they were like, well, congratulations. You've made your decision. Um, I guess we'll talk about it when we see you. Um, <laughs> that was that. <laughs> So this it's like along your journey you had so many different challenges um and so many things to consider um mm. you've had the the father prospective father who you fought initially then the the father of your child who just didn't want to have any contact with you whatsoever and then you've gone through and had a chat with one sister sister number two and then um then you've obviously got sister number three and then mom next um yeah. so explain like how what how was that um culturally um 
as as a as a child growing up where um you mentioned having a child out of wedlock when you spoke to your mum and throughout the point until actually giving birth and I gave birth in March I'd oh. sort of I'd then sort of faced up to it and went right this is what I need to do for myself yeah and actually there is a platform there that needed to sort of be risen because that there are unfortunate you know not unfortunately but there are single Asians out there uh, with kids uh, and um, unfortunately some of them have either been forced into uh, a marriage um, because of of I guess defacing the family or uh, being shunned away into somewhere in a different part of a country or whatever it is. There's so many different like stories that have happened um, uh, and everything, and you just think it's it's not worth it, and it's something that needs to be sort of be faced. Like it's okay to have had a kid from a relationship and it's okay to to say you know what it didn't go ideally the way family would want it to go because you're not alone there are other people out there and it's life as well life um has many twists and curls and um I, I I do love the quote in Forrest Gump, which says where Forrest says, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And when I like to add on to that is that you get chocolates that don't taste nice. Some are lovely. Some make you put on weight. Some make you sick. And it, life doesn't always go out as we plan. So it's how you deal with the situation as you, you, you touch on your, your background, um, your your mum's experience up until the throughout the pregnancy um you seem really um relaxed settled now and in in that whole process um I know you mentioned that um someone had mentioned to you in one of your posts that you'd written that they mentioned that you should um kind of clean the baby with soap and milk because yeah. of, the, of the complexion so mum's reaction was basically we'd gone to uh we just basically ended up going to costas and it was me and one of my sisters with me well my eldest sister stayed back with me and i just sat with my mum and i just went look i went uh mama weren't you going to be a grandma i like your style you just get to the point (laughs) (laughs) she just went she went what she went how she and then she mentioned what um my sister that's married she went what she having a baby i was like i don't know who i am she went, how? And I went, uh, do, do I need to answer that question? <laughs> um, and she and she, she said, like, oh, who is it with? And I said, look, he's not involved. Um, asked about the heritage. And I said, well, he's Caribbean. She went, right, okay. And she just went, we'll talk about this when, I get, when we get home. She went, it's not happening. And just basically walked off because uh, she had to go out and do something else and then anyway so I've got home now she's sort of now not speaking to me but indirectly speaking to me and I'm like okay yeah. um at this point she hadn't told her husband either so that was interesting um so then the next day I sort of said I was like has she told him has she not I couldn't work it out and then eventually uh, we sat down, I think, later on that evening and she went, look, she went, the best options for you to get rid of it. She went, you're not married. 
what are we meant to say to people it's not easy to be a mum she went through all of those sort of things she sort of said she was like it would be different if he even stood by you she went, because if you were in a relationship at least we could say something she went but he's not around at all she went so if he's not around at all what are we meant to say that this baby just come out of thin air oh not necessarily but okay and this is where the cultural sort of hits into it because it's yeah. like well you, you know life happens unfortunately none no kid is going to make the perfect journey throughout life as much as we wish they do yeah so you know so that sort of happened and we went all right fine um so then at that moment and then as we we're sort of going into that I got she just went right she went if you're keeping this baby you you know you're not living under my roof she won't get out I just went okay and I just like I broke down for a moment uh my stepdad walked in he just went what's what's going on so obviously she's now told him and he sort of sat there for a minute and he thought about it and he just went he went no he went you can't do it to yourself he went the thing is he was like I'm not saying it because I don't think you you could. He was like, I'm saying it because I don't want anyone to to basically raise the concern over your character, over your over over what what type of person you are. And I just went. The thing is, I was like, I'm prepared to have all of that thrown at me because I know it's going to be. I went, but I went, I don't care. Yeah, and that's a really good position to be in because you've made that decision and no matter what, and even to our listeners, no matter what decision you make in life, not everybody will be happy, some will be happy. And basically, you can never please everybody. Yeah, but also, but then also the the other thing is, is that, you know what, it doesn't matter what culture you're from, it doesn't matter what your background is, the point is parents who have... And I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to bring it back to, to those that have a, a very big ethnic culture background to them, whether it be the African community, the Caribbean community, the Asian community in particular. It doesn't matter because parents from that generation or, you know, whichever generation you want to look at, maybe there are some of this generation that I haven't really met, but there's... Um, you know there's this whole thing of you can't show the family up in this sort of way and it makes people question what type of person you are that you know and whether it's and if I break it down to maybe some of the younger listeners it it would be the the names that sort of get hold of oh you're you know that they would sort of classify as the loose character the person that sleeps around that this person that you know whatever they want to call you yeah that's a stigma Um, as well and it's it's a hard kind of burden to to carry but again um you're you're very savvy and you're a working mum you're educated so there's a lot of stigma um that can be said about single parents again so this is it it becomes quite difficult in that sense but um anyway so my stepdad basically come up and he just said look you went he just he basically called all of it out. He went, right. He went to my mum. He went, she isn't leaving. If she wants the baby, she's keeping the baby. That's it. But she's not moving out of this house. We're not letting one of our kids leave this house in that sort of way. You know, she's the baby and we're going to look after her and it doesn't matter. We've got a grandkid on the way, basically. And I thought that was really nice because, uh, you know, again... It, I guess you sort of expect it from from both parents in that generation. Yeah. You know, my, my parents are basically like in their fifties. 
it's and it's it just it's just a general reaction from 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 anyone who might be shocked with news it's how they take it and and deep down inside they may not mean it because it's based on tradition um, yeah and they they're fearful of you how you might feel um as your stepdad said um your mum feels that um this this situation may have not helped you to excel but having children doesn't stop you working it doesn't it's it's not as we say it's not an illness you could still train yeah. there's facilities there's childcare. there's so much out there for parents single um or married parents to do um carers there's so much support there's a massive support network well this is it so it was it was very much that um so as time went on obviously I found out I was forever along and uh don't get me wrong it did it did somewhat affect my relationship with my mum because I can say even up until now yeah my my mum still hasn't fully sort of embraced me in terms of giving me a hug or anything since finding out so you're looking at from December up until now she's she's talking to me but you still see that there's a bit of hesitation towards uh being somewhat affectionate towards me now for yourself um is that the reason why you decided to document your journey um about your experience to help other Asian mothers in your situation well yeah in particular yeah because the thing is again like I was saying you know it's not that I haven't heard of situations where it had you know kids have been of mixed backgrounds um with with Asians so um you know again this is taking it years and years ago um I do have uh, a, a half brother and he had a friend who was uh, who had a kid with uh, someone outside of the race and you know but the thing is that because them two stayed in a relationship they were able to raise their eight their kids however the, the the female was the one again that was Asian and she'd actually been in a sense um her family basically lost ties with her um they basically disowned her and it was only I think her sister that kept in contact with her um, otherwise, all the rest of the family had completely cut ties with her uh, because she'd gone with someone outside of the race. You know, I know someone else who had um, a kid quite young. So he was Caribbean and, again, the female was Asian. Asian and uh, it was quite, they were both quite young and um, they basically allowed her to have the baby but removed him from the situation and went, you have nothing to do with this child. And I believe, if I remember correctly, they basically got her to get married to someone else. And unfortunately, it it then also goes back to being the whole thing of wedlock because I have another friend who, again, got someone pregnant when they were very young. Um, Both of them were Asian. However, you know, even in terms of the whole out-of-wedlock thing, um, they basically took her out of school took her back home she started showing so they realized that they couldn't get her married um so they waited a few years and then found someone who was willing to accept to marry her uh, with the fact that she had a child and it then come it then goes back into the whole thing of being a female in the community and and how it can be sort of shunned upon and doing anything that comes out of being within the, the community or within the family 
um so it, it, it's quite deep rooted and i think unfortunately for a lot of asians there isn't that support there, there's support in terms of if there's um domestic violence within a relationship yeah but in terms of being a single parent there's 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 support networks for those that have suffered domestic violence and um have children out of that situation and are basically parents out of out of a marriage or out of that sort of situation it'd be good to to look into that and just to understand that there may be a few who have decided to go down that route you've set up this well network for asian mothers for um who have children of mixed heritage and it's by way of you documenting your journey and your yeah. experiences um have you had anyone contact you um and or you know engage with you just about your experiences i haven't had uh say parents in that respect um I've had more in terms of the support of, you know, well, uh, just 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 more around the mental health side of going, look, I hope you're okay. Like, you know, you sound like you're fine. But, you know, just some of the posts had sort of made them a bit more alert to the sort of the mental health side of what could happen and if there was any um, postnatal or anything like that. But in terms of actually having anyone reach out, I haven't just yet. Um, again, though, it's very new. What next for you now? Are you planning to continue to document your journey and um, maybe expand? What's your aspirations for your your network? Oh, um, well, I guess in a sense, I, I will keep going with it because, you know, you know, you touched on the whole thing of um, the fact that I had the reaction about the skin tone and and everything else and I know we didn't really speak about it but you know even in that it was it was it seemed like it was a perfectly normal comment to make the way it was made it was just you know normal morning I was literally about to jump in the shower and it was like well this is what needs to be done for him next time and and yeah and then that's it and then carried on going to like going to sleep I was just like what it must have been completely shocking and just looking through your posts as well reading them I kind of relived some of your experiences as well and and having seen that I was just really shocked that in in this day and age this these type of comments mm-hmm. are, are being um said the difference Gosh. is in that respect yeah. it's for for yourself to to tackle that and you can bring about that change and with positive outcomes that that's my best advice really well this is it my thing was very much like well you know it's his complexion that's it and that and that's all there is to it um and it was like well and I said I was like well what do you want me to do if, if he is getting a little bit darker and then it was the whole thing of well do this and actually you know what you've already done what you've had to do and again that was sort of a dig about the fact that you know well this is it so you've got all of that but in terms of say like even in terms of the platforms at the moment it's very much like I will put out the the, the I guess in a sense the the struggles I may face I won't face all of them considering the fact that I'm I, I guess I haven't been completely put out yeah. but again the reason I haven't completely been put out is because 
unfortunately, my mum's also made up this whole big background story of how I've ended up having the kid to the, you know, the like the extended family about you know that I was with some someone and all the rest of it. there is to it like you know that there were that there was this apparent apparent secret marriage and you know and it didn't work out and whatever else and again it um, comes back to the whole thing of showing of showing face and not getting defaced by the community and not letting your family sort of disown you and all the rest of it so in a sense he's trying to protect from that side you seem really confident and outspoken and I'm sure if somebody asks you a question, you will try your best to answer it in the best way you can. Um, yeah. You want to be transparent about it because it will help you going forward. Thank you for joining me. And also to the mums listening, if you are in need of support, please talk to someone who you can trust and confide in. There are many local services in the health and social care sector and you're not alone. So thanks for joining me, Kay, today. It's been amazing talking to you. Well, thank you for um, asking. You know, it's something that's nice. Again, the Instagram was mainly just put out there because it was a platform for me just to have it out there and get my story out there in, in a way where I don't have to be known.